Welcome to the Section K Podcast, presented by Cutting Horse Central, your one-stop shop for all your cutting horse needs. Today is Tuesday, March 12th. I'm your host, Caden Rutherford. Joined with me in studio is Cody Hedlund, and joining us on Skype call is Colburn Blue Larson. On episode four of the Section K Podcast, we discuss a busy week of cutting in Graham, Texas at the Cattleman's Cutting, and in Paso Robles, California at the Pacific Coast Coyote Rock Ranch Roundup. We also talk about the long show run that started in late January with the Ike Derby and Classic and ended this weekend with the conclusion of the Cattleman's Cutting. First, out in Paso Robles, California at the Coyote Rock Ranch Roundup. In the five, six-year-old open, Betcha Lou and Morgan Cromer picked up the open five, six-year-old championship marking a 225 owned by the Clark Butte Ranch. Morgan Cromer was also the reserve champion aboard Raise That Way. That horse is owned by Richard Minix of Midland, Texas. Raise That Way marked a 220, picked up $7,500. And no, ladies and gentlemen, we are not on repeat. Morgan Cromer was third as well on Traveling Miles, owned by Troy Boutonnet of Salinas, California. The pair marked a 218 for the $6,000 payday. And she was also sixth on Driving Miss Roxy for Brenda Higby. Morgan Cromer kind of put on a clinic out there. Big show. A huge show. She had four out of the 12 finalists in the five, six-year-old and won a total of $25,750. Monty Bunton also had a great show out in Paso, was fifth in the five, six-year-old open aboard SDP Gene Maker for Sherry Stryker, also won a championship in the four-year-old open aboard Dual Cat Pepto for Michael and Deborah Flashman, marked a 222 in the open derby finals. Audi Smooth, Bobby K. Davis, the owner, Morgan Cromer. There she is. Look at that again. Marked a 217 and a half, was reserved in the four-year-old. And Hottie McHottie, owned by Barry Barnes, Morgan Cromer in the saddle once again. Marked a 217 for third place out there. And, hey, there's Morgan again, fifth place, Misty Rain, owned by Glenn Drake. She had an unbelievable show. How much total earnings did she have out there at Paso this week? So she had 25750 in the 5-6, and she had five out of the ten finalists in the four-year-old and won a total of $20,750. cha <laughs> So that's a grand total of $46,500. And out of both sets of finals, there was 22 horses, 10 in the open four-year-old, 12 in the five six-year-old open. Morgan had nine of the 22 finalists. Unreal show. That's big time. That's, that's, big that's time one of those right that it just all comes together, and she did a – Darn good job and consistency. Her I horses mean, were on point, to say the least, I'd say. Absolutely. In the five, six-year-old non-pro, we had betting on Billy Joe, shown by Kimberly Irons. She marked a 219, won that championship. She also claimed the five, six-year-old 50 amateur championship aboard betting on Billy Joe. So shout out Kimberly Irons. She had a great show out there in Paso as well. And the winner of the four-year-old non-pro, Monty Bunton's customer duel. Cat Pepto, Mike Flashman, captured the four-year-old non-pro championship. So That horse won a total of $10,900 in just these two age events, let alone if they showed him in the other weekend classes that were also going on at the Cody Rock Ranch Roundup. I've always Paso wanted Rams. to go out to Paso. I haven't made it out there yet. Yeah, it's a great show. It's always fun. There's a lot of local support. Is that kind of where you grew up going? Well, yeah, that was where I grew up going to a lot of shows. And uh, it's just a good atmosphere around there. Generally, the California West Coast shows are a lot of fun. Everybody 
likes to the social aspect of the California shows is definitely prevalent and one of the big reasons why people enjoy them. They used to have the big Pacific Coast fraternity out there yeah. in October, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would have loved to have made it out there for that before I started going to Vegas. Paso is definitely one of the premier places to go on the West Coast. Also, big congratulations to all the weekend show winners out at the Pacific Coast Coyote Rock Ranch Roundup. The Cattlemen's Derby and Classic just ended over in Graham, Texas this weekend. Highbrow Lady Boone, Matt Miller, owner Texas Holy Cow Performance Horses, marked a 222.5 for the $16,000 payday. Crazy. There's Tatum Rice again, marked a 221 for the reserve championship, tied that with Magic Mike and Salvador, a.k.a. Chava Cabral. Chava, also the owner of Magic Mike, marked a 221 as well, and those two each earned $13,250. Yeah, that was a hell of an open derby finals over at the Cattlemen's. Lots of good horses, lots of big scores, wasn't it? Yeah, Clint Allen had three horses in it and won a total of 19500 Matt Miller won a total of 26000 in the four-year-old. Pretty solid day at the office for Matt Miller. Bad Boon Rising, Double Cat Flash, Ringo. I mean, tons of just great horses in the four-year-old finals at Graham. And the 5-6, Casey Green and Tally 8 marked a 222.5 as well for Bobby and Mary Jo Hawkins. Won 15500 Pretty solid payday for the 5-6 open over in Graham. Sinka I'm Hot, Jesse Lennox. Rocking P Ranch, 222 for the reserve championship. And Crafty with Cows, RL, marked a 221.5 for Carol Ward. Pretty cool stat, courtesy of nchacutting.com, that Katie Bree, Fachin Connie, Crafty with Cows Loper uh, brought to me. I thought was pretty cool. Crafty, a gelding by Highbrow CD and owned by Carol Ward, has earned money in 46 open, non-pro, and amateur divisions of 14 major limited age events. I think that is a pretty unbelievable stat and a testament to just how unbelievable of a horse that is. And a consistent one at that, making finals and being in the top of the finals in all three divisions all over the country at multiple different cuttings. That's unreal, and that's what we look for. That's a horse that you want. So you're able to compete against all these tough horses, a horse that is able to go down there and be consistent enough to, to make the finals every time is huge. Big, strong, gritty gilding. That's what he is, and yep. he's proved to be an exceptional horse for Carroll and RL. Fourth place, Carolina Rain. There's Matt Miller again, marked a 19 for a close to $10,000 payday. Matt Miller had a big show. He had won a total of 35000 combined between the four-year-old and five five six open. Not a bad day. Yeah, that's unreal. That is a – the cattleman's cutting – paid exceptionally in the in the open divisions i'm very 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 impressed with these numbers going all the way down really and truly in the non-pro dustin adams hottish for you sired by dustin stud hottish owned by dustin and dina marked a 217 for the co-championship with cade smith and playboy bunny those two each earned close to six thousand dollars for that championship our very own Cody Headland took third place aboard his mare, Would You Tell Us? Marked a 2.14 for that. And, hey, there's Colburn Blue Larson, our limited non-pro champion, also made the non-pro finals in Graham. In the five, six-year-old, Manteca Moe, our friend Ryan Rapp, 2.19, $6,000 payday. And there's Rayleigh Plindle, 
She was also the champion in the five, six-year-old unlimited amateur and was the reserve champion in the five, six-year-old non-pro. Ray Baldwin, Cherry Checks, Cat in third place. And there's Dustin Adams again, Slide Pepto Girl, fourth place in the five, six-year-old non-pro. Dustin Adams and Lindy Ashlock both made the four-year-old non-pro finals and five- and six-year-old non-pro finals. There's Langston Patillo making another five, six-year-old non-pro finals. Yeah, and two young kids at the top of the five, six non-pro. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, the Plindles, they, they came all the way down from Iowa for the week. I talked to Michelle, their mom, last night. They were at night. Arbuckle, too. Yeah, they were getting ready for a – I think she said 16-hour drive back to Kingsley, Iowa last night. I think they were leaving. Wow. I was like 3 or 4 o'clock when they were leaving yesterday. So I bet they are tired and glad to be home today. I bet. Um, and the 4-year-old unlimited amateur, Simon Says, Tom Harold, he went ahead and put on a clinic on finals day at the Cattlemen's, won both the regular $50,000 amateur and the 4-year-old unlimited amateur. Won four thousand dollars in the four-year-old unlimited and won thirty-six hundred in the fifty am. So pretty solid day for Tom Harold and Old Simon says the four-year-old unlimited amateur reserve champion was Locke Perks and Hannah Starlight. They marked a two fifteen and a half for that reserve championship. And like we said, Rayleigh Plindle was the champion of the five-six-year-old unlimited amateur, and Andrea Sutton. Took the reserve championship aboard Wicked Metal, marking a 217. In the five, six year old 50 am, Metallic Alex and Stephanie Sheen marked a 219 for that championship. And Mike Schrader and Game On Smooth were reserve champs in the five, six year old 50 amateur. Yeah, no, shout out Section K. We had a good show. All of us made the finals. Made the finals. Caden Rutherford, double finalist. Whole fantastic one. And my crazy dual ray mayor. Ray out here, so yeah, it's always fun to go to Graham and do well, do well in your neck of the woods at home. It's always fun, no matter what cutting you're at when you do well. Yeah, maybe you saw the Section K boys hanging out in Section K, the Young County Arena on Instagram and Facebook on the Cutting Horse Central page. Shout out Jeff and Ping Golf for putting on a great show over at the Cattlemen's. Like I said, the Section K boys had a good show. It's always fun going over to Graham kind of the place where I grew up showing first place I ever rode a cutting horse competitively. So it's always fun to go show there kind of sentimental myself. Jeff and ping always put on a good show and they're always happy to have you and happy to see you. And they're always walking around Rooting talking. and that, yeah, they're one of the first ones to congratulate you when you do good. And, and it, they sure try to put a good show on. And obviously there's things I can't control like the cows and the weather and stuff like that. But they uh, don't let it get in the way, and they try to accommodate all the cutters as best they can. It's always always nice to have a show close to home, and especially a good show close to home that we can go go to and do well, and, and the payouts are good, and have a good time. So shout out everybody that was giving us heck up in the stands when we were taking our picture next to the Section K sign. Yep, that's all right. It's part of it. <laughs> so, yeah, go like our Instagram and, and Facebook post section k picture i think we're gonna try and take a picture with the section k sign everywhere we go yeah so <laughs> be looking for the section k boys with the section k signs coming to an instagram and facebook feed near you yeah it sure is nice to have a little break here after this long show run 
started kind of late January with the Ike Derby and Classic in West Monroe, Louisiana. Went into the Bonanza Cutting in Weatherford. Had a, had a couple of days off into Arbuckle, week off, and into Cattlemen's. What do you guys think about this little break we're finally getting before the Super Stakes here? Being able to have the break that everyone's getting uh, allows for a lot of these trainers and non-pros and amateurs to finally have a break for their horses uh, so that this premium show that's about to come up to Super Stakes their horses will be ready, and and ho- hopefully there's not uh, very many horses that uh, are having to get very much rehab going into this little break, and hopefully they can just have a little time off so that they're ready for the Super Stakes. Yeah, for me, my four-year-old mare, she mostly just needs a mental break. All the riding every day and and pretty much double works they get on show days, working them in the morning and then showing them later on in the day. It takes a toll on all of them, especially these young horses. I think it's super important to get a good break between shows and really let them rest their minds as well as their bodies. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, athletes too. Yeah, I mean. they're both both super important aspects of the game, and and you push some of these young ones a little too much, it it, it can end in in poorly. So I think this break is huge, especially for my program. Yeah, with having six cuttings in basically two and a half months, it leaves no time for rest and just like we it's said a lot these are these horses are athletes too and just like athletes they deal with little injuries and tweaks and yeah it's nice to see this little bit of a break before the super stakes because the super stakes is one of the triple crown events and obviously one of the premier ncha events and having that break before it and getting these horses rested and rehab yeah, and whatever they need we all want to have our horses feeling feeling at their peak and feeling their best and, and ready for that second leg of the Triple Crown. The trainers, they also need a break after this long run. Yeah, there's plenty of trainers that put in over 14, 15, 16 hours a day at a lot of these cuttings. Yeah, I mean, you get there a week in, a week in advance or a week before my show really starts for from an amateur's perspective. I know I didn't show up till. Friday, I guess it was showed in the in the five six year old Friday four year old on Friday, and I mean those trainers have been there already, shown horses already, and now yep. it's time for them to get their non pros and amateurs ready. Yep. And that had been going on for three shows prior to this show, so it's good for the trainers have a little break, have a chance to take a little vacation, a little trip, um, give their horses off, give give themselves a little break, have a little family time. So. This break's important for all the aspects of a program, in my opinion. And one thing that some people may not realize is with all these shows going on, the hours are long during the show, but all these training programs, they're not slowing down the, the, the when they're having the break between the week. It's a restart just to get back going so we can be prepared for the next one. And uh, maybe having the, the, the next day off after – the finals at the previous show, they they maybe have the day off, and then it is right back into the grind of long days and, and getting ready for, for that next show. And it's finally a time where they can maybe take two or three days off and, and get away and relax a little bit. And, and all, I mean, it's also great for, for the horses, but it's also great for all the employees and trainers just being able to get the pressure off their back of knowing that they have to be going uh, to a show next week and all the pressure that comes with that. Yeah, it's also a three-year-old season pretty much. I mean, 
come home and take a break from the show horses. Still got to ride your three-year-olds and make sure you got them under your thumb and keep your two-year-olds going. So I'm sitting here on Monday, the day after we just got done with Graham, and that's all I did today was just ride my three-year-olds and turn my show horses out and let them relax and, and roll around. And Yeah, these are the important days of the spring when you look back in October and November. and You got to grind now to yeah, get to the end. for sure, man, for sure. And so much can change from now to the fraternity on what you think of your horse. (laughs) (laughs) The NCHA Kit Kat Sugar Super Stakes gets started on March 28th with the 5-6 open. And a couple days later, the four-year-old open heats up. They go on into the non-pro classes, get those started on April 7th, and roll right through those go into the amateur events on Sunday, April 14th, and go straight through the end of the show and round out with the amateur amateur stuff. What do you guys think about the schedule change of the Super Stakes? I think it's interesting. We've tried this before, and it always gets mixed reviews. I mean, it works for some people and doesn't work for some people. That's the problem with scheduling these events, but... You can't make everybody happy. You can't. You can't at all. And it just depends on, you know, I mean, some people have just open horses. So if they're coming from afar, then it works good. If, you know, some people just have four-year-olds and the old schedule work better. And it it's going to be different every year. It's going to affect people differently every year. Well, first off, I think it's really good for the open riders that they're able to go and show their horse in the premium money and not have a, a, their non-pro or amateur showing in between their go-round and finals run. I think it's really important just for the open riders to get the, the best out of their horse and also for a spectator to come and watch. You're seeing the, the best riders show in the finals and it the horse is ready at the peak of what the trainer has expected out of them. Regardless of how good the non-pro or amateur rider is it makes no difference just having somebody different on top of that horse is just completely different and when you have and when you have and to have a r- horse show in both the open and non-pro events and that horse has to be able to fit both riders equally it it makes it tough on these horses and regardless horse. of anybody's level of experience or anything like that yeah, and, and just the more uh, runs put on the horse and, and the endurance the horse has got to be able to take. Uh, uh, it's just this the scheduling is really good, and I'm happy. I'm happy to see for just for the open riders being able to go and show their horses and, and having a chance to compete. From a loper's perspective, what do you what do you think the lopers are going to think about it? Well, I think it it's makes it easier because they can focus on their their open horses, which which is something that a lot of lopers take pride in and they want to focus on these open horses. And then a lot of those open horses can either get a break or, you know, go into their other classes, but they can get those done and out of the way. And then they don't have to continue riding those horses for an extended period, more works, you know, more time loping, more early mornings. And, and I think it's going to be good to promote a really good cutting for the open finals this year, which are going to be held on the same day. I hope so. Come get your money's worth. I mean, yeah, two two stacked fields of great horses competing in, in finals. One day, four year old and five six year old for a lot of money on the same day. And there and there could be some fun fun headlines in these five six and four year old open finals on, on finals day. I agree. And the other thing too, 
that I think gets overlooked a little is a lot of these horses, you know, I think sometimes this, this schedule will promote more entries because a lot of people don't want to show some of these open horses sometimes because they're getting shown in the open, so they don't want to double up. Well, now it kind of promotes that this horse is done with the open, and now it can go show in yes. the non-pro afterwards. Yes. And, yep. and like Caden, I know you're going to show a four-year-old that you haven't even shown yet because Cody's been trying to show it in the open. Yeah, no, uh, they're getting an extra entry out of me because of the schedule change. And from an amateur's perspective as well, I think with the old schedule, it's super hard on the trainers to have however many number. I mean, the five, six-year-old amateur at both the Super Stakes and the Derby is a very large class. Yeah. Sometimes takes four or five days to get through the first go-round. And some, depending on the schedule, they either have the four-year-old before it or – the five, six, I mean, it just kind of differentiates between the show, whether they have the four-year-old yeah. or the five, six first. But they have amateur days after amateur days after amateur days, and then they go right into the four-year-old open in the old schedule. I think it's asking these into trainers. Into the four-year-old semifinals. Yeah, it's just asking these trainers a lot to, hey, help your customers out, but also be on your A game, keep your horses working well, your four-year-olds working well, and get ready to show a couple of days later after – everybody's been kind of having fun and enjoying the amateur. So, yeah. And regardless, I mean, we're trying something different to promote more entries and a better cutting experience. I mean, this isn't perfect. And the other way wasn't perfect. Well, just like, like we were talking about earlier, having a little break, like that four-year-old that I'm going to show is going to have a break because we got the open first and then the non-pro and I have him entered in the limited. I don't think I'm going to show him in the limited, but he'll have a little break between, amateur in the open so yep won't be pressing them as hard as we would have been on the old schedule so yep i think it's good for the trainers good for the horses good for the owners and good for the association getting more entries and promoting a bigger show that's going to conclude the show for today be sure and Sign up for the Section K March Madness Bracket Contest on ESPN.com. Sign up and make yourself eligible for some of that coveted Section K merchandise to some of the winners. So be sure and click the link on our Facebook page for the Bracket Contest on ESPN.com. Um, thanks for all the support from everyone so far. Like I said, follow us on our Facebook page, Section K Podcast, our Instagram, at Section K Pod. And send us an email if there are any concerns you have or any topics that you would like to hear discussed on the show. Our email address is sectionkpod at gmail.com. Also, big shout out to Mark Michaels and cuttinghorsecentral.com. We cannot thank him enough for all of his help and support so far throughout this entire process. Go ahead and pop on over to cuttinghorsecentral.com for all your cutting horse needs. We'll see you down the road. See ya. See ya. South Texas town on a Friday night Filled with bathtub drugs and barroom fights The kids drive out past the hills to Make love neath the Marfa lights 
A man that gets off a little bit early And Jerry's waiting for saying, won't you hurry I got a safe fifth of whiskey I've been gone three nights and I hope you miss me Jerry worked in the valley on weekdays But a minimum wage couldn't please his ways He loved to booze and he loved to gamble Amanda loved him even though he was hard to handle And she worked in a diner owned by her paw Jerry spent his off days running in the law They'd get high and make love till dawn On the runway while the night stars heard their song Their love would take him so high They'd never worry about the fall they were running fast to love, but even faster from the hall. While most of the boys were off in them, old Jerry stayed back and tried to work the land. He knew he never had farmer's hands. And soon he had a change in plans, so he bought himself a small prop plane. And he learned how to grow a new type of cane It didn't make sugar and it didn't need rain And a lifetime in jail is what it would bring It was East Alpine down 118 Fly low to Coila and not be seen Cash for cargo and then return Back to the barn where they'd cook up everything And Amanda would help him land at night She'd dance on the runway with a big spotlight He'd hop off the plane and say we made it all right Then drop the duffel bag to run and hold her tight The love would take him so high they never worry about the fall They were running fast to love but even faster from the hall So on a two-day binge they made their plan And he'd land a night on some private land She flashed the light like times before Coast as clear as one and troubles twice or more and Jerry came in at midnight flying low But no light shined from down below Then a flashing light went on and on Since troubles more than once Jerry just flew home And his panic went through his mind Saw the sirens crash through the brush line He watched the agents raid from above He knew he still had the cargo But he'd lost his love And he thought of how they caught on and found him And he hated himself for keeping Amanda around him To follow her love, she left her past behind Now she'd rot in a cell And Jerry passed the borderline <laughs>